Today's episode is brought to you by Podcast Pipeline. We'll take care of all your podcast production so you can focus on your business. Visit us at podcastpipeline.com. Here's the question. Are you a business owner wanting to grow your business, but you're struggling with how your podcast can help? Well, welcome to the show that's about to change all that. I am your host, Cliff Dubinois, and in this podcast, we're taking the problems of podcasting head on. Entrepreneurs like you will share their strategies, tactics, and tips that they use every day with their podcast to make it an effective marketing and revenue tool in their toolkit. Welcome to Entrepreneurs on Podcasting. Hey there, world changers, and welcome to Entrepreneurs on Podcasting. Now, today's guest was born in Pennsylvania to Indian immigrants and grew up in New Jersey. After getting married, he and his wife moved to San Diego. Now, for our guest, his hard work and perseverance and instinct turned the business that was started by his parents' basement in New Jersey into a multi-million dollar distribution company, which he then turned around and sold to a huge company. He lives in Carlsbad, California with his wife and his twins, a boy and a girl. Today, he's playing small business consultant, and he has started the popular Small Business Horsepower podcast. And when he's not busy being a New York Jets fan, despite living 3,000 miles away and spending 25 ways to field, uh, he is out there interviewing guests for his podcast and providing extreme value to his audience. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Mayhol Chef. Mayhol, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. And thanks for having me on the program. I really appreciate it. Tell us a little bit more about the small business consulting agency that you have. Well, I'm, I'm helping small companies grow. Uh, and that's why I was telling you a little bit before we started where I have a website called Small Business Horsepower. And the idea there is to have guests on my podcast, which is called Small Business Horsepower. But at the same time, if people want more information and want help building a small business as I did, I can help those companies as well. So that's what I'm trying to accomplish, help companies and then also give back and, and, and bring out the great stories of companies that have built small businesses. Now, why is it important for you to give back to the, to the small business community? It goes back to that word horsepower. I think that's what it's all about. Because I remember, as you said, I started this business at I was 27 years old. I got fired from my day job. My boss at the time, I worked in the World Trade Center. He had a cigar outside of the human resources manager's office as they're asking me to leave the company, telling me that I'm no good. And that was the day I started my business from my parents' basement, as you referenced here, uh, to open the show. And I started with about $25,000, no leads, no business plan, no contacts, no idea exactly what I was going to do. I had an idea of what I'd like to do, and we can get into that if needed, how I got there. But when I started it, I, I, I delivered food on the side to people's houses. I mean, when I came out to California, I sold Encyclopedia Britannica to people. Whoa. 
I got the worst leads because I was building this business and I wasn't a full-time rep. These people were buying CDs at the time, but here I was sent out to sell a $2,000 set of encyclopedias. And I would do that in my suit in the heat of San Diego in the inner city, earning a $400 commission on the weekend. I did that to keep my business alive. So to get back to your question, when you do those things to keep your dream and your passion alive, you know what horsepower it takes to get there. Yes. You realize how hard it is to get there. And having that realization, I feel like, and knowing what it takes to get there, I feel like I can help other people. And I got to say, I I absolutely love that story about you having to take on side hustles just to keep the business going. Because I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are starting out or maybe they're six months in or a year in, whatever it is, that are having to work these side gigs in order to keep money coming in, to keep food in front of their family and to pay the bills, to keep the electricity turned on. That That's correct. That's what it's all about because you know that it's going to take as an entrepreneur a period of time to build any venture. It just doesn't happen in one day or two days. So you have to say, okay, if I'm dedicated and committed to building that venture, I have to do whatever I can to feed my wife, my family, my husband, whatever, right, uh, right. for a period of time. And that's so important that you have that mindset going in. Yeah, I agree. And so you've got the you've got the small business consulting agency. You've got a very defined mission. Why did you decide to get into podcasting? I have some great stories over the last 21 years of owning the company. And then when I sold it five and a half years ago, I was a local CEO until this January. So 27 years in my own business or partly my own business for most of the time. And I I started to write a little book about putting down some anecdotes from the travels that I've had, the meetings I've had, some of the fun stories and the relationships that you make, which is what business is all about. And so one day I was talking to my sister on the phone and I was, this was during the opening of the pandemic, March, 2020. And I was like, yeah, I'm working on this book and I'm struggling a little bit, putting the ideas down. And she goes, you know, you'd probably be great doing a podcast. I said, what is a podcast? I've never heard of it. I never listened to one. And she said, well, you should, because it's during the pandemic, people are home and you'd probably be able to tell your stories on a podcast and have people to listen to it. So I said, all right, let me look into it. But then when I started looking into it and I thought about it, yeah, I could tell my story And I've got some good ones, and I might get to that. But what I really enjoyed was finding great guests who have their own story, right? Everybody has a story, whatever that story is. You have a story. I have a story. And all my guests have great stories. And I love bringing out those great stories to my listeners. Story is a very powerful way for you to impart knowledge impart wisdom, as well as imparting experience. So that way people can listen to your story. 
they can learn. So if you say, Hey, here's a story. This is where I made a mistake. This is what I did. This is what I did to fix it. And then here, here's the outcome. It gives the audience a chance to live through that without really experiencing the pain, but really take advantage of that knowledge that you've learned from that mistake. If you listen and pay attention, you learn from other people's mistakes, right? Yes. And that's one of the problems that I've always had. I mean, I'm being honest in a lot of entrepreneurs, we have small businessmen personalities or business women. We like to listen to ourselves talk. <laughs> and we like to listen to ourselves more and then we like to listen to ourselves more again. And we're not listening. I've never been known as the greatest listener. I just love to talk. And really by doing this podcast, I'll tell you this, it's helped my listening skills because I have to let the guests talk and explain their story. It's not about my story. So that's actually helped me grow my listening skills. And so Back to your question, the people that are looking to get into business by listening to some of these things, they're listening rather than talking, right? Because they can't talk during somebody else's podcast. They're actually listening to ideas. Right. And hopefully some of those ideas will generate some benefits for them going forward. I love that entire approach. What has podcasting done for your business? I've made my whole career networking. When I started a company, and I've been in the aviation distribution business of consumables, representing big companies and selling materials to airlines, to aircraft maintenance facilities, to satellite builders, I got into this that business by accident, which is another story. I didn't know anything about it. I, never, I wasn't a technical guy. I wasn't a paint guy. I wasn't a sealant guy. I wasn't a coding guy. But you know what I was? I was a networker. I could take part A and relate it to part B. And so to answer your question directly, I think what this does is right along the line of something I've done my whole career which is networking. Beautiful. I network with my guests. I keep in touch with my guests. They introduce me to other people. Then who introduce me to other people? Who introduce me to other people? And some of those people may need my help to help them grow their small business or something else. But I think that's what it is all about for, for me is that skill of networking. And that's what my podcast helps accomplish. Beautiful. I'm coming up with these Cliff's laws of podcasting. And law number one is podcasting is the ultimate relationship building tool. Perfect for networking. It allows you to have access to people that you normally wouldn't have access to. So it's, it's good to hear that you are really using it to really to scale your already innate ability to network with others. I'll tell you a great story about that. Listen to this. So I went to high school with Eddie Dean. Eddie was a kicker and, and he played some other positions. Then he went to Delaware, University of Delaware. We kind of lost touch after high school. University of Delaware, he was the kicker, Rich Gannon, who was an NFL MVP quarterback, 
Super Bowl winning quarterback was his holder at Delaware. Then he went into real estate, went down to his last dollar, went to Brooklyn. We're from New Jersey. He basically hocked his watch one time to pour gas in his car. That's how low he went in terms of money. Wow. He turned that around to become a bartender. Someone said, well, while you're doing your dream real estate, why don't you bartend on the side? From a bartender, he became a bar owner out in Brooklyn. Then he owned two more in Manhattan. Then he went to Ibiza, Spain, and found the owners of Pasha, one of the largest and most vibrant nightclub in the world. And he brought Pasha to the USA, to New York City, and then had the largest nightclub in the United States. Steve Wynn tried to buy the rights to it and everyone else. And we became friends about 15 years ago. We're really close friends. And I had him on my podcast on my second episode, the Eddie Dean episode. Right. Well, Eddie Dean, you're talking about networking. He, in his fantasy football league, has Evan Seinfeld. Evan Seinfeld's Jerry Seinfeld's cousin. <laughs> and he had a band called Biohazard. He sold 5 million albums. And he liked this TV show called Oz on HBO. So they invited him and he became one of the stars on the show. And then let me put it in a general sweet terms. One of the leading adult film actresses loved the show, wanted to meet him. He ended up marrying her and taking her website and everything to number one and so on and so forth, made millions of dollars. And he played on stage during Biohazard with David Bowie and John Bonham is his best friend. They were on a reality show together. And this guy did my podcast. So you talk about networking. You got to know a guy in high school, Eddie Dean. Rich Gannon's his holder. He owns the largest nightclub in the U.S. He's friends with Jerry Seinfeld's cousin, Evan, who in his own right sold 5 million albums, became a TV star, and then a creative talent in the adult business. And the next thing you know, he's on your podcast. So... That's how what networking and knowing people is all about and how it helps you get guests. Yeah, it's one of the things with podcasting and having a podcast is it gives you access to people that you just normally wouldn't have access to. Absolutely. We had some great stories. We had Allison Jordan. She went by Allison Waite. was a Playboy Playmate, has a master's degree from San Diego State. And what happened was her and her husband went to a restaurant. She was pregnant, had Perrier, and her friends had six bottles of wine. And then they split the bill. She was not happy. She told her husband about it. And the next thing they do, her husband said, let's do something about it. And they developed an app where you put your money on your credit card. Some of the other couple puts it on their credit card. You order before you even sit down. The house gets paid. The chef gets paid. 
and nobody splits the tab. So they started that company together and she was on the episode. I've been fortunate to have so many great guests. You never know who you're going to have on your show. Hey everyone, we're going to take just a moment to thank today's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Podcast Pipeline. Do you love editing your podcast episodes? Yeah, I didn't think so. You're an entrepreneur, not an audio engineer. The point being is that those hours that you're spending could be better spent on your business or with your family. That's why Podcast Pipeline offers full production podcast services. We take care of your podcast so you don't have to. And that means your time will be yours again to focus on what's really important. Visit us at podcastpipeline.com to learn more about how our services can help you. And now back to the show. Let's go back to when you first launched your podcast. Why don't you tell us what one of your biggest struggles were? Well, I mean, one of the biggest struggles is obviously what questions you're going to ask how, what your audience is going to find interesting. Cause you may find something interesting, right? Like if you, your mindset is, Hey, I know. Cause what I, let me go back a little bit. When I, my first guests were people that I knew from working with people. For example, my first guest, he works for a large corporation that helped me build my distribution business when I owned the company and even after I was local CEO and sold it. So you know that person and you can have a banter with that person because you know them personally, but you have to think, okay, what are the guests going to get out of this? Right. What are your listeners going to get out of it? It can't be just a fun session between the two of you. You could do that on the phone later. So I think that was the biggest challenge at the beginning, trying to ask questions that an audience can benefit from. Later, that becomes a little easier. And I'll tell you why, because later you run out of people you know that you want on the program and you start having people that you've never met. So right. you have a little bit of a more formal relationship. So the questions just develop that way anyway. But at the beginning, you have people that you've worked with for years and you have to respect that the audience doesn't know that or want to know that. Yeah, I agree. I want to circle back to one of the points that you mentioned before is, you know, making sure that the episodes that you're producing, whether they're solo episodes or they're interview episodes, you got to remember that in addition to using it to build your network, you got to create content that people are going to find interest. That's going to speak to your, to your ideal listener avatar. So to speak. So with your podcast, you've talked about, you've had some pretty big names on there. Is there a single, like a really big success that you've seen from your podcast, or maybe you've helped somebody out or something with your podcast that you would like to share? I had John Warlow on and he had me on his podcast. He came on my podcast and he's got a show called built to sell radio. He's got over 300 some episodes. The guy is amazing. And I learned so much from his podcast. And I, I think my guest did because he talks more about like how, listen, this guy owned a company. He was ready to sell it. It was so successful. 
And when he went to sell it, nobody paid for it. So he asked the guy, why didn't you buy it? He said, because it's about you. If I buy it and you leave tomorrow, we're done. Oh, yeah. So he turned around and his whole podcast, his books, everything is based on how to build your business so that someday it could sell. And he goes into some very interesting stories about that. And if you listen to my podcast with John Warlow, you can learn a lot about it. But I think that that episode, when I talk to some of the listeners that I even know personally who subscribe to my podcast, they really benefited from that because building a business is great, a small business. Not everyone builds it to sell, okay? John Warlow goes into the fact that some people just build it to build it and they want to build it as fast as possible. And if they have to take investors and partners, which aren't always the best to have when you're trying to sell it, they don't care because they just want to get to the top of the mountain. They're a mountain climber. They want to climb it at any cost. Then you have other people who say, okay, let's be a little strategic about this. I'm not going to have partners and investors right away. It's going to be more of an organic approach. It's going to take time, more time, less investment by other people. But when I'm ready to sell it, I own it. I control it. I sell it to who I want. And it's a different way. So I think that episode really resonated with my audience because at the everyone's looking at, hey, if I build it, what is my exit strategy at some point? A lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs that are out there building a business, they're they don't they don't see that, hey, you know what? This could be a business business that I could build up and sell one day. Uh, I think what it is is their primary focus is how do I just pay the bills this month? Absolutely. The problem with that is it may not be a great successful business over a long period of time because as what happened in my business, you reach a certain mass of a business, right? If you started like I did in my parents' basement and you take it 21 years, you get to that point where you either have to keep investing to get bigger and bigger as companies get bigger today, right? Yes. The big guys get bigger. The I always say the uh, circuit cities were pushed out by the best buys. The best buys were challenged by the targets. The targets were challenged by the Walmarts and the Walmarts were challenged by the Amazons, right? When you look at it, the bigger guys are getting bigger or there's a guy that can work from his basement like I did with very little overhead and bring in some money. But you can't stay idle in that. So as you start building and reach a certain critical mass, you're going to have to either keep investing or you're going to have to do what I did, which is you're going to have to tie your cart to a more powerful horse. And in order to tie your cart to a more powerful horse, you have to build your business in such a way that the people that own that horse are going to want to buy it. And it's got to be sellable because they've got to feel that they can pick it up and run it basically without you for long term. 
Certainly. And that's actually a really good analogy that you just used there. Tying your business to a horse and then having that horse turn around and, and buy it someday. So is there like an example that you could give to kind of like make that a little bit more concrete? I look at my own business. We were on our way up. We reached about $8 million in sales from $25,000 when we first started it. And it looked like we were going to grow like crazy. And then that bank crisis, that world crisis hit in 2000, what was it? Eight, nine, 2008. That, yeah. Yeah. 2008, nine. And next thing I know, the banks are calling me saying, we're terming out your credit line. I said, uh, excuse me, why are you turning out my credit line? I never made, I never missed a payment. I'm in good shape. Well, it wasn't, I was in bad shape. It was that the bankers were in bad shape. Yeah. And they were just turning out. So then if you don't have partners or investors like I didn't, then bankers are your business partners. And if bankers are terming out your growth capital, then you're struggling. And so I struggled from that period and I made my way through it. But quite frankly, I'll put it on the table. The company was never the same in terms of growth pattern after that. And so that's an example of my cart was still going down the road, but uh, there were bumps in that road and the horse was drinking water every 10 minutes. So what did I do? When the my the company that bought me found me, I found a more powerful horse. I took my horse off, tied their horse to my cart, and we started growing again with their cash flow, with everything. Nice. With, I mean, that's what it's all about is you have to have a horse that can carry that cash flow through. Nice. Now, the question I got for you is you've got your business, you've got this podcast, you've had some, had some really impressive people on your podcast for the entrepreneur, the small business owner that's out there right now, they have a podcast, maybe they're struggling with it. What would be a, well, like one or two pieces of advice that you would give them? One, don't make it so long. I talked to you before this started. I said, hey, how long will this podcast be? You said 30 minutes. That's what I do. My podcast goes 25 to 35 minutes max. Why? Because I listen to some other podcasts with some famous people, and I guess people listen to them because they're famous, but an hour and 15 minutes later... <laughs> feels like the guest is kind of falling asleep and the host is interjecting his or her stuff and going on and on about things. And you just don't know when the damn thing is going to end. I like that 30 minutes because you could be in your car and you can drive somewhere and listen to it. Because the biggest thing I hear from people is like, I like to listen to it when I'm in my car and I'm driving. But then if they're only driving for 15 minutes, they don't want to listen to it because they don't want to turn it off and back on, but they don't want to spend two hours listening to the same episode in the car either. So right. that 30 minutes is the first thing it gives you. The second thing is my audience is starting to grow and I'm happy with that, but it's taken time. I'm not going to lie. I mean, the first episode you make and you look at how many listeners you had when they, the, you're, you look at your host and they tell you these statistics, it's not rosy. It's like building any other business. 
you start from scratch. There's thousands and millions of podcasts out there that you're competing in that space. Let's face it. And it's not like everyone's going to leave the uh, Joe Rogan show and come to your podcast and you're going to have a million listeners within one episode, but you have to stick to it. For example, my host sent me a badge of honor after making 20 episodes. I'm like, what is that about? And what I found out is most people don't even make it to 20 episodes. That's Uh, correct. Statistics, you would know more than me, but apparently people don't even make it to 10 episodes. They make three or four episodes. They say, hey, nobody's listening. And the next thing, they're out playing golf where if they have to carry it through. So I'm in my 23rd episode and I'm still trying to build my listening audience, but I'm not deterred because I, the people that do listen, give me good feedback and I stay true to it and hope that someday I will get a good base of listeners. Nice. I absolutely love that. Don't make the episode so long. And just know that you're going to start out small, but consistency is going to help you definitely grow your audience. Consistency is everything in business, small business, podcasting. You referenced I'm a Jets fan. I'm not only a fan, I'm a season ticket holder. I live in California, but I go to three, four games a year. Now that's one event where the team hasn't had consistency. So (laughs) I'm also an idiot for that. But other than that, everything needs consistency, right? In life, you're a golfer, which I've taken up. If you go out once a year and play, nothing's going to happen. If you play once a month, not much is going to happen. If you play once a week, you're going to get better, but you're going to peak. If you play two or three times a week, your rest of your life may collapse, but you're going to be pretty good. So it's about the effort, the consistency, and that's what all goes into horsepower. And that's why my podcast is called Small Business Horsepower. Beautiful. Love it. Speaking of which, if somebody's listening to this and they want to check out your podcast online or your website or whatever it is, what's the best way for them to do that? Online, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, all of those, Podbean, which is our host, all of those, uh, you can find the Small Business Horsepower Podcast by Mahal Sheth. We've got 23 episodes, we've got a couple more that I'm recording that I'm very excited about. And the other place you can find it is on our website which is smallbusinesshorsepower.com. Nice. And for our audience, we will have those links in the show notes down below. Mayhull, it's been great having you on the podcast today. I'm loving your stories. You've had some very interesting characters on your podcast. But yeah, once again, thanks again for taking time to chat with us today. Thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Hey, everyone. I want to let you know that enrollment for our free five-day Start My Business podcast challenge is officially open. If you're an entrepreneur and you're thinking a podcast would be a great way to grow your business, but you're not sure how to start one, then this challenge is for you. This challenge is designed by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. 
Now, within the five-day challenge, you'll go from ground zero to having a fully operational podcast that you can use to start growing your business. I'll be sharing with you simple tips and tricks that took me years to learn that will prevent you from spending hours on one episode. Head over to startmybusinesspodcastchallenge.com or click on the link in the show notes down below. We'll see you there.